Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today I've got Guy Little John on. He's the founder and principal consultant at Facets. Hi, Guy. Hi, how are you doing, Dan? All good, mate. All good. Um, good. Shall we jump straight into this? And do you want to mm. tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I am a uh, founder of a commercial consultancy called Facets. Um, I started the business in April 2020. And essentially, we partner with boutique tech, creative, marketing and digital facing firms and help them grow. So uh, I suppose that might be a wordy way of saying we're a growth consultancy. I mean, I, I love the idea. We, we spoke a bit before, um, you know, about when mm. you agreed to come on the podcast. I, it's a brilliant idea. And it's, um, it's so needed, isn't it? A lot of these companies, it's, it's hard to put the resources, the right resources in the right places. But how did this all sort of come about? What, why did this sort of start for you? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, I've always been in sales. So I started my career after leaving university in 2012, um, worked my way up. Um, you know, sales, in my opinion, is only part of the commercial function. So you've got marketing is another key part, partnerships, and then client development would be would be the fourth pillar, uh, in my opinion, of uh, sitting under the commercial umbrella. Um, worked with a number of different MDs, founders, consultants. I've always been fascinated by consultancy and and how it works, and um, luckily manage to keep progressing, keep hitting targets and keep driving revenue for the businesses that I was working at full time. Um, and as I got more and more senior, I obviously had to start building my own teams out or planning my own growth strategies, you know, and ultimately reporting into the founder. Um, and I suppose this is a, a roundabout way of saying that this is where the idea of facets really came to me. It was about five years ago. Um, so when I was hiring, I was trying to scale the business that I was, you know, the main commercial lead for, I could hire full time and a junior somewhere in the middle or obviously senior, somebody like myself, that all of them come with positives and negatives, um, uh, you know, of having somebody on the, on the payroll, um, which again, we can, we can talk about later. I would work with an intermediary. So like a, a lead gen business or an agency that would sit externally to my company and do a job for me, essentially help me grow in whichever way their, their product or service did that. Or I could work with, again, using that word, the traditional consultants. Um, but I always found that I wasn't 100% sure, I was fascinated with what they did. I wasn't 100% sure outside of passing lots of experience over to me and you know, because quite often consultants are, you know, uh, 20, 25 years in the in the business, in the industry, right? So that's why you use consultants traditionally. Um, uh, and whilst they brought something to the table, I always, again, felt that it wasn't quite enough. So those three options to hiring or to scaling, sorry, any business, I just felt there must be something a bit different. And then as I continue to prog uh, progress through my career and um, sell to different, um, I suppose, teams and different structures and different industries and different verticals within those industries, I thought, 
the idea of facets really started to, to form. And essentially it's a, a hybrid of all three um, where we try and pick the best bits out of that full-time hire, the intermediary and the traditional consultant um, and work part-time with all of our clients, but actually delivering work. So delivering revenue and strategy. So we cut out all of the tea and cakes meetings, the internal meetings that everybody's been on that they don't need to, that they don't feel that they need to go to. And we just focus on revenue, revenue generating operations, whether that be through marketing, through sales, through partnerships, through client development. Um, and hopefully, well, fingers crossed, we continue to, to have the success that we've had so far. It's really interesting, you know. I I do a bit of um, SME consulting for, you, for for a few different businesses. And yeah, yeah. The reason I love it is because it's different every day, and also the ability to actually have an impact and help to grow a business is mm-hmm. it's so much fun. And if you're kind of entrepreneurial, that's yeah. a massive attraction to yeah. going into consultancy. But for you, what, why do you love consultancy? Well, I, similar to that, and um, you know, I was I was. I mentioned previously, I was always fascinated with consultants. And I think I was really fascinated um, by the fact that they were working with multiple businesses week in, week out, sometimes day in, day out. They'd dip into one thing and they'd be running a certain project and then they'd dip into something else after lunch. Um, you know, and, and that to me, um, and potentially I was just a little bit, um, you know, my, my brain or the way that I'm wired wasn't fixed to just working with one business you know five days a week yeah. um and i think that it was almost a fascination to be honest in, in consultants maybe even a jealousy um you know that that just looks so interesting and um it's exactly like you said you know we now <clears throat> as a company we we work with over two dozen businesses i don't work with all of them i got a you know a the principal consultant so i work with a, a small number of our clients um but they are all very interesting and like you said it would be a privilege to help them grow and there's such an amazing responsibility that i feel and i know everybody at facets feels and there's uh, i think there's 13 or 14 of us now wow. um we all feel that responsibility day in day out and if you get the right founder with the right business with the right product um and they allow you to take them on a journey based on your experience because we've all done it before we've all worked with very similar businesses to them before mm. um you know it it's it, um it can be a match made in heaven because otherwise you know with their budget of these boutique companies they can't really afford um you know senior sales guys and girls or senior marketing guys and girls or commercial directors on you know 80 90 100 grand a year so we say well you we don't actually think we need that you just need it one or two days a week and therefore it hits right in their budget so that's the idea behind it i i mean i'm i wish people at schools and universities would talk about consulting more because Mm. going, going back to a point that you said which really sort of hit home for me is where you get to dip in and dip out so i don't know about you but always at school i become sort of hyper focused on one thing for like a a few weeks a few months absolutely but then i'd want to change and it it could be something completely different and have no Mm -hmm. you know uh connection to what it was previously focused on but i think there's quite a few people that as you go through school if you're like that you tend to struggle in school a bit because 
you're not rewarded for for chopping and changing but no. i actually think it's a strength i don't know how you feel about it uh, well i completely agree and and part of our interview process dan is is you know uh, can you show us um or can you sort of relay an experience where you've had to spin multiple plates and that's a bit of a cheesy way of saying you know where you've had to manage um, multiple workflows, multiple pipelines, multiple projects all at once, whether that be for the same business or without, because um, it definitely takes a certain type of mindset. But I've always, um, you know, you talked about school then. It's really interesting. I spoke to somebody about this last week and because they said, what's it like? And I said, well, you know, when you were at school and you went in in the morning and then you had a chat with your mates and then you were in, uh, you know, like roll call or um, I've forgotten what, what what we called it. My school, registration. registration. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you'd have a chat, and and then you you are you're doing something there. Whatever you're doing, you're adapting to the day. You're kicking off your day. You're saying hello and all that type of thing. Then you're in maths. Then you're in English. Then you're in French. Then you have lunch, mm. and then you have science, and then you maybe have an arts class, and that is what keeps you focused and excited bite-sized chunks but then when you leave school you're told to go and do math full-time yes or science full-time or english full-time yes and i i don't yes i do let's say sales full-time or commercial activity full-time but it's for loads of different types of companies and different businesses who don't compete with each other so therefore I almost feel like I'm a little bit back at school because I'm dipping in and out of all those different little taster classes and lessons. Um, yeah, so it's interesting you mentioned school there because actually I was chatting to somebody about that last week. I just feel a little bit like I'm back at school with you know, some like-minded founders um, and a great team around me. And uh, you know, we're sort of, um, maybe we've got to the stage now, even though we're only a couple of years in, where we picked our GCSEs, you know, and eventually yeah. uh, I'm quite fortunate because I've already picked my A-levels, if you like. So I've already <laughs> picked the two or three clients that I want to work with. But, um, you know, that's how that's how everybody feels, is that no one day is the same. Um, and I agree with you. I think there's a big stigma behind being a you know a, a, essentially obviously we're a limited company but essentially you could say that you know you've got to start off as a as a freelancer there's a huge stigma behind that and i think it's a negative one and it's even you know it's um it's uh, truly rewarding i think if you can if you can get it right and i think times are changing and previously as i mentioned those consultants were 20 25 30 years in a career mm. i don't think if you have if you can niche down on something that you enjoy doing and you do very very well um and you know you can take a little bit of the facets model and say well i can apply that part-time to this business and part-time to that business and part-time to this business um uh, i suppose you kind of fall into consulting without even sort of branding it as that a hundred percent and you know i i what you said about being asked to go and essentially once you leave school do do mm. science all day that massively mm. hits home for me and this is something that i just wish more people would talk about because especially mm. for people who thought of my generation i've spoken to a lot on this podcast and they said they really struggled when they went into sort of maybe a corporate environment and i i struggled i i worked in the city for five years as an insurance mm -hmm. broker in, in mm -hmm. london and it was it was good fun right but 
I struggled to do the same thing every day and do the same yeah. process every day and do, yeah. and I just think I wish people would talk about this more and say, actually guys, the world's changing and yeah, um, yeah. you can go and do a bit of freelancing and you can go and, you know, dip your toes in here, like use your early twenties to go and try different things. And that's why yes. I always say to people, and I don't know if you agree, I personally don't see university as the best way to spend your early twenties anymore. I think you should go and try stuff. How would, how do you feel about that? I, I, I agree. So, um, again, it's funny. I was having a conversation with somebody about this last week. I personally wouldn't go to university again Mm. if I went back now, but I'm not a a doctor or a dentist or an architect or something like that. Um, whilst I'm very, very proud of my profession, um, you can have some basic fundamental skills and have some basic boxes that your brain needs to tick every day or every week to work in a commercial role, whether that be, you know, marketing or, or whether that be sort of, um, you know, a sales sales role. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very interesting because university was a fabulous experience and i'd almost say go just with the experiences the first time you're away from the folks or you know um depending on what school you went to if you if you if you boarded or you you're out in the in the big wide world um <laughs> the 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 reins are off so to speak um so that's an experience by itself with no pressure Right. So with eight to 24 hours of work a week, I mean, it's, you know, you can, you can do that fairly easily. Um, I personally wouldn't go again. Um, but if somehow maybe we can come up with a business that allows us to do it, Dan, but <laughs> if somehow you could box that experience that I got from Newcastle in the four years that I was there and put it all together, because I learned an awful lot, I think that has seen me communicate with people the way I communicate now a lot of that's back from school as well but through uni and um, experience different things absolutely Um, but if somehow we could box up the uni experience without going through the methodical and outdated um, curriculum I think that is probably there then um, and apply it a little bit more to real life then I think we're possibly onto a winner. Mm, I 100% agree. I mean, we've kind of touched on it here as well. But do you think consulting is going through a bit of a change? Uh, You know, the the old sort of formulas of it it was always seen as a very expensive add on to your business, wasn't it? But but now I think there's so many people with so many different skill sets that it really is creating this new environment for like new age consultancies, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you can be in any different field and, and have a consultancy and go into a business and help it grow. Do you think the industry is changing? I, I do. I do. Um, we use it when we talk to, talk to, um, you know, businesses that we meet for the first or second time now, you know, again, you know, fear of repeating myself, that word traditional consultant, I think is, is maybe a way to answer this question as well. Traditionally, consultants are a long time in the career, maybe towards the end of their career. So they've worked for two or three businesses, you know, for 30 years, and they charge an awful lot of money. Um, it doesn't have to be expensive. Um, I mean, our target audience isn't, you know, large businesses with 
you know, dozens of people within their commercial team. It is typically businesses that don't have a commercial function and they've they've grown to the stage that they're at um, through referrals or word of mouth or the founder just being, you know, good at um, opening two or three doors and then and then closing a couple of them as well. Um, we definitely class ourselves as a non-traditional consultancy for a number of reasons. One, I'm 10 years into a career. Um, I rose very quickly and everybody in the in in facets um, rose very, very quickly through their sort of traditional careers, if you like. Uh, by traditional, I mean, you know, working for one business full-time and obviously the guys work for facets full-time but then indirectly work for for multiple multiple companies through uh through the model um it's a interesting sector and i still think there's a little bit of stigma that we all i'm trying to break down slowly i mean Mm. you know people say oh well you're going to be a thousand pounds a day and Mm. um what do you actually do because oh, we've worked with consultants <laughs> before, you know, we, we've, yeah. we've worked with consultants before and, you know, they paint a lot of pretty pictures yeah. and they say a lot of sort of, you know, uh, wanky words, but they don't actually get on the tools <laughs> and do anything. And, yeah. and then you're like, ah, well, do you just want, just, just start with us and you know what, and I'll show you what we do and how yeah. we do it. Uh, so we, we, we've got to break that down a little bit, um, which is, which is tough, really, really tough. And, um, but again going back to that point that if if you can price yourself um effectively uh and you can provide a business or a person or a group of people something that they don't have internally that's really important um then naturally you fall into the consulting world anyway because once you've got one business that you solve a problem for you can easily find lookalikes and then all of a sudden you're working for five businesses one day a week and juggling multiple plates and, mm. you know, dipping in and out um, as the as the project or whatever you're delivering sees fit, whether, you know, it's operationally or commercially, then I think there's, there's room for that part-time model everywhere. Um, mm. And people, people say to me, oh, God, you set your business up, you know, right at the beginning of lockdown. And I said, I set it up because of lockdown. You know, as cold-hearted as that sounds, Dan, yeah. it, it lockdown came on the, and the, you know, the, the coronavirus came at early 2020. And I thought, now's the time to do it. Mm. Now is, now is because companies will want direction. They'll want experience. Unfortunately, they'll be cutting, uh, cutting costs. Sorry. Um, you know, they'll, they'll have a careful eye on all, all of those things and up against those three available channels, hiring full time, using a traditional intermediary or a traditional consultant, if you like. Facet stacks up pretty well against those and now even more so than previously. So um, we're trying to push and change the stigma of, of consultants and part-time work as well. I think, mm. you know, um, you know, maybe going off on a slight tangent here, but hopefully keeping it relevant is that, yeah. you know, that's something else as well, that part-time um, has always got this slight stigma against it because it's as if you're not doing something that should be whole. Does that make sense? A hundred, I hundred uh, yeah. percent get that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When yep. what, what happens, what, what we try and say is 
actually that hole should never have been as whole as it was if that yes. makes sense as well maybe yes. you know you don't you don't actually need somebody to do that five days a week do, do you know where i think this comes from and i 100 percent mm. agree with what you're saying there's this really old-fashioned like draconian attitude towards people's work now if you you know you go back before covid if you weren't in the office five days a week if you wanted to get anywhere you had to be in an hour early and stay oh, hour late right which is just yeah. bullshit because most yeah. people were sitting there reading the daily mail or something like it's just absolute bullshit yeah. but there was this like oh well you you can't have worked really hard because you know that only took you two hours well, why am I being penalized for it only taking me two hours, but actually yeah. I've probably done a whole day's work in those two hours. Like I've done the task, right? Move yeah. on. You, you don't, you don't need me tomorrow. Cause I've, I've done it. Yeah. It was I just know, this absolutely. whole attitude towards well, this. You must be there kind of thing. No, absolutely. And, and what happens if as well on the, on agreeing with that, but at the same time, if, if you are that person that was in the office at 7am and leaving at seven, what you've done in three days far outweighs your colleague who yes. came in at half nine and rolled out at half four. Yeah. Oh, well, depending, <laughs> task, task dependent, but, mm. and, and it, it is about focusing on value or output, not time. Mm. But if we, if you cut out a lot of the, I think I said at the beginning, you know, the tea and cakes meetings, or you don't go to that fluffy event that your boss has asked you to go to halfway. <laughs> I just, I'm speaking from experience, you know, yeah. travel halfway across London on the tube in 30 degree heat and attend this event by yourself when you're 23 years old, when you don't really know the industry and sector. Mm. If he'd have just got somebody to come in and train me how to write a cold email, I'd have been much more effective in that day. Mm. You know, and I had to, learn from trial and error how to do that myself but um yeah no it's it's interesting because we say that we say that a lot of you know actually doing something part-time doesn't mean that you're not doing the whole i suppose outcome of that mm-hmm. project or that individual channel that you're working on it just it might take you a little bit more time but again that's something that we or I look for in the in the team here is working effectively. So you're working smart and yes. hard, but if yeah. you had to choose one, you're working smart, not hard, yes. if that makes sense. So yeah. you're being highly effective as quickly as possible. What is going to get me to that end result as quickly as I possibly can? And our debate consistently is somebody like me or probably somebody like yourself doing it part-time is going to get you there a lot quicker than somebody for your budget that you can hire full-time. Yes, exactly. Even if, even if they're, if we're one day a week and they're five days a week, I still, I still believe that we'll be able to do that because we work so effectively. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. Um, personality trait wise, I think we've alluded to a few here, but let's kind of put it down the board to be a consultant. You know, what's probably mm-hmm. the, the top three personality traits somebody needs to have. Resilient. I think mm-hmm. these are all going to be a bit cheesy. Has anybody ever <laughs> answered these and not being cheesy with it? Absolutely not. We're 200. Um, episodes <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I think resilience, I think, um, if there was a, a single word that could describe that ability to spin plates, 
you know um that I, I described it to somebody the other day and it is two words unfortunately but mental gymnastics i like it yeah yeah if you can do mental gymnastics consistently and you can dip in of one thing and you're doing one project and slack and whatsapp are going off and then you, <laughs> you you're happy to get a call from somebody else and take it because you know that that will add value and i think that's important um or maybe that's just me mm. um because uh, yeah, sort of definitely like like being pushed and and then cracking back on with things after answering whichever sort of call or email comes in if it's obviously an, an important one from a client. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, apologies, it is a bit cheesy, but um, I think if you're a consultant setting up setting up on your own and whether you you know just setting up and you know as a as a as a sort of a sole trader or you're going to set up a limited. Um, you know, there's that sort of burnout culture, and but you have to work hard. There is absolutely no way that you can just dip in and do, you know, rock in it whenever it suits you at 10 and check out at two. I wish you could. And yeah. I'm sure that there are some people who are much, much brighter than me that would be able to do that. But um, I've, I've loved it but I've never worked like I've worked in the last two years. And, no. um, I, and you, in my opinion, you have to, like we were saying before, work smart, but you have to, you know, particularly if you want to scale a, a business or scale a consultancy, there's a big difference in my opinion between, and this is sort of continuing on. So I kind of half answered your question, I think, and then continued <laughs> no, on. But, no, good. Um, I think there's a big difference between, scaling a business and being a consultant Mm. so it depends which one you want to do Mm. if you if you want five clients five days a week for example and then when one client dips out because they will they will you'll you could do a brilliant job and then it's really your conversational skills or your personality as to why they wouldn't hire in in in-house if they're that way inclined we that hasn't happened to us yet but Mm. Um, we've been able to manage that and understand where we can add value outside of what we've already done that could be replaced. Um, um, and it's it's the way that that mindset is needed to either be able to let that client go and then you've got to go into overdrive to supplement your earnings and find another client or do you want to scale a business? And if you want to scale a business then you have to be head of sales head of marketing head of partnerships you have to be head of delivery head of recruitment head of everything because you and that you cannot do whilst delivering for clients nine to five yeah Um, so it depends what you want to do i was going to say as well i think you you hit the nail on the head when you said work hard but you know we talk about burnout a lot these days but for me and the way my personality works I have to be busy and, and I enjoy being busy, but I think why I don't get burnout as quickly is because I'm doing different things. Now, if I was doing yeah. working intensely hard on one specific thing, I think my yeah. brain would be like, no, no not, we're not doing this. Oh. Thing. But it, different things I can work really hard at and just change, you know, yeah. one hour do this next hour do that. And I think yeah. that's, that's a really important point. If you're not that way inclined and you love going down into super, super detail and, and yeah. doing something all day, every day, don't do consultancy. No, I, I agree. And people that join the business consistently say, I cannot believe it's Thursday already. 
Mm. Or I can't believe it's Wednesday. I can't believe it's Friday afternoon. Um, I regularly, I got to today and I thought, shit, it's quarter past two. <laughs> and it, it just flew by. Mm. And that happens nearly every day, Dan. Mm. And it's just consistent and it's relentless. And my fiance, you know, she's like, are you working this weekend? Well, if you've scaled your own, it doesn't feel like work. Like you were saying, I always have to yes. be consistently busy. But, you know, if a founder of a business who's as passionate about his business as I am about mine, pops me a little LinkedIn message on Saturday afternoon, if it pings through and I think, you know what, I've got some time here, I can respond to this, for example, I'm going to do it. You're never off the clock, I yeah, think. Um, but that's because you love it. That's because you love it. Um, and I think the earning potential as a consultant, either straight out of school, straight out of uni, far outweighs the PAYE earning potential, if you get it right. Yeah. Far outweighs. I mean, look, there's some, there's some um, bits that you'd have to navigate for the first couple of years. You know, <laughs> as you've got your first couple of years earnings behind you, which are unfortunate. Again, we could go into that, but I think that that should change because I think that's that probably puts some people off consulting. Um, you know, um, you can be 20 grand straight out of school and you need three months paychecks to get a mortgage. Whereas if you're consulting, you want two years where you could be earning 20 grand a month consulting and they mm -hmm. still want two years. But it's, it's a, it's a strange way to business owner is penalized more than the employee, which I don't, that's, um, that's maybe a conversation for another time, but um, yeah, it's an old one. Yeah, it is. But multiple, multiple plates, multiple, um, multiple clients is, is certainly exciting. And, um, you know, it's that responsibility going back to your point right at the beginning, the responsibility of helping these businesses, because, um, again, sort of leaning on a point that I had, if you find a niche and you do something that that business doesn't do internally already, then you're of high value. And it's just continuing to consistently add value. And then what, facets have done or what we've done is we set off in in one division and we've now got three and we've we've sort of spread out in amongst our clients because i could see that they needed all of these three areas to help them grow and um you know but yeah if you if you like getting into you know the weeds for days and days and days on projects or whatever it is that you're doing um then yeah consulting is probably not for you it's probably having that I mean, you've got more time when you're when you're a full-time employee you know mm. you'll have a manager and he'll say uh, you know we need this doing by x and mm. you know and and you've got that time to dedicate to it when you're a consultant it's quick thinking on the fly like we want to do this and this is how i'm going to do it and and you've got to if you set a deadline as well you you've got to meet that deadline so then quite often again going back to what we were talking before about you know hours and things you know but if a couple of new business calls come in you'll take those but that might push your deadline back if you yeah. just work traditional hours so therefore you've got to you've got to get up at six and do that a couple of hours before you know you've actually got to deliver it so it's exciting i think that's probably an easy word to to use mm. do you find you're more productive being consultant versus uh, if you've ever worked in paye because it's certainly the case for me when i was given you know tasks and deadlines to do it almost put me off. I don't know. I think my brain is a bit, a bit odd in, in that, mm. but doing it myself and, and sort of, Oh, it's quite exciting because I'm going to achieve doing this. It makes me do it more. I think I'm not a very good employee versus I'm better being a consultant. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely, absolutely. I I think through my twenties, I was you know really disheartened. At what I've now worked out, Dan, is working for other people yeah. uh, and not having that flexibility. I've now, over the last two years, realised that. Um, but I think it was um, the and quite often inane, pointless, you know, finger in the air. Yes. Do this at this time, and, and yeah. you're like, but, but that doesn't that doesn't need to be done now. And you question Whereas, it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you get a bollocking, and yeah. then you're like, well, and then you know, then you're on the back foot, then you're worried about that, and then you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and it's yeah, it can be a vicious vicious cycle sometimes being being sort of paye but for me personally having the freedom to um i suppose pick the projects you want to pick you know i'm just looking at a board that i have behind me and there's one two three four about 11 points on the to-do list they're all important but they all have different levels of importance Mm -hmm. so i did a little green dot next to four of them two big value that i had to get done sort of today um, and the other two, just because they're both really fun. <laughs> I wanted to do them. Yeah. But they would also be big value. Um, and then I've obviously, like I said, had the had the had the busy, busy day where I sort of picked my head up and it was sort of mid-afternoon. But um, you know, you get a you've got to do things in a timely manner, but I, I suppose you're the master of your own destiny mm. with with consulting a little bit. Yes, you've got to do a job, um, but you choose when you want to do it. If you want to do it at 6 a.m. or want to do it at 8 p.m. or if you want to do it on a Sunday, it doesn't really matter as long as the work gets done and delivered because with tech now, depending on what the role, role is, of course, but with tech now, you can do things at one time zone and set it to deliver the work at a different time zone. And, you know, so um, really you've got 24 hours a day. You need how many? sleeping depending on who you are yeah i don't know four to ten or something like that depending Mm -hmm. on who you are and i think that's it's flexibility it's flexibility i think there's there's value in joining a paye company and learning from people Mm -hmm. i definitely definitely see value in that um but i think uh if you want um to manage your own diary essentially and you are that type of person and even though you're you're young, you know yourself well enough to know that, which I didn't, you know, um, then consulting's, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely for you. And if somebody can come up with a better word than consulting, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that off them as well. <laughs> um, I usually ask, you know, what's the biggest positive for you having working it, worked in this industry, but would that be it? The, the ability to control your own diary and the flexibility, is that the positive for you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And working with multiple businesses and learning from them as well. Mm. And on the flip side of that, what's something that's maybe a negative or less favourable about working in consultancy? Um, this might scare a few people off. Mm. Um, I think you've got to be, you are not first priority on the payroll, <laughs> I think. It's maybe something that you've got to think about. Um, so therefore, to counteract that, I suppose, a problem and then a solution for you, bill up front. And don't do any work until you've actually been paid. Yep. That's what we've that's what we've started to do. But when I first started the business, I didn't, and we had businesses, you know, two or three months later paying us. Um, outside of that, I I don't think I could think of 
too many negatives or any other negatives. I might flip back around to it if something comes to me, but um, freedom's everything. Options is everything. You know, people talk about money can't buy your happiness, and I, I agree with that, but what money does give you is options, and what consulting gives you, aside from the potential money, is options. And I think that's all we all want all the time, um, you know, is options to make our own choices. Uh, mm-hmm. And you've got that with consulting. And uh, what would be your number one piece of advice to anyone listening to this and thinking, do you know what, I really would quite like to get into that. Find out what you're good at mm-hmm. or take that back a step. Find out what you love doing. What do you love doing all the time? I've recently watched that. Um, I don't know whether you've seen it on Apple TV. We crashed. No, I haven't seen about, that. Yeah, no, really good about the rise and fall of WeWork. Okay. Um, but he set WeWork up because of a fond memory that he had of his childhood about com- um, community and collaboration and people all being together after trying to set up multiple businesses before. It's well worth a, a watch for, any, for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so find something that you love and hopefully you're good at that as well. And then find some businesses that need what you love and what you're good at um, and go and speak to them. Mm, yeah, great advice. And to wrap this up, would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now? 100%. Mm. And if I could have done, so if I felt I had the experience and I could give something to somebody and I could articulate what I wanted to do and how to the people who were going to buy my product, because essentially people bought me to start with, of course, they now buy a business and a function. Um, if I could have done that, or I could guarantee I'd do that, then yes, I'd, I'd certainly do it again. But there's no harm in, you know, dipping your toe in the water, learning your craft somewhere with the goal of getting into consulting, you know, a couple of years down the line. But yeah, definitely, definitely mm. get into consulting if you've got the opportunity. Well, thank you so much for your time, Guy. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. And um, where can people find you and find facets? Yeah, so LinkedIn's the best. Um, I'm off all social media apart from LinkedIn. Um, so LinkedIn is the best for me. So Guy Littlejohn, um, quite a, an easy name to find and remember. Um, and then the website, uh, you can click through from LinkedIn, but it's facets CC, which stands for facetscommercialconsulting.com. Brilliant. Thanks again, Guy. Appreciate it. Cheers, Dan.